Welcome to Hands-On Tarot, where I show you the many ways you can use tarot for more than just divination and to help you grow your tarot practice. I'm Susie Gorlay, and I've been using tarot for many years to create my future rather than just predict it. Today we're going to be exploring creating your own tarot spreads. So why do this? <laughs> um, of course, you can Google tarot spreads. You can look at spreads in all the books you have. Um, all the decks that you have will often have tarot spreads in them. But why would you want to create your own? Well, for starters, they help give your readings context and eliminate confusion. Um, when using a tarot spread, you are creating your story. You are laying things out in a specific way that have specific context to them. So sometimes you'll see online where people say, I asked this question and these are the cards that I have and what is the answer to this? But that doesn't really help because you're just laying out cards. Um, but people need to really know what's the context of that card. Why is that? Why do you have three rows of two? Why do you have, you know, two rows of six? Is there meaning to these rows or did you just lay them out? So they give your readings a bit more of a specific point to focus on. They will help you see patterns and connections within the cards. So if you're seeing a lineup of cards, so say you have the nine of uh, pentacles, the nine of swords, and the nine of cups, you know, you see that row of nines. That is very interesting. When you see that you have lots of court cards um, in your spread, that is also very interesting. You could look at the numerology, you can look at the images, where they're looking, um, where the individuals are pointing, all of those sorts of things. Tarot spreads also help you solve problems and offer guidance. And spreads also keep your readings on track. So some people will just keep pulling cards until sometimes the card comes up that they really want to see. <laughs> giving that self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, and sometimes people will show that they don't really um, have a context or goal in mind when they're just pulling a lot of cards to hopefully help them understand what they're meaning. Whereas spread really creates more of a pinpoint focus. Of course, you don't have to use tarot spreads. Um, that is totally up to you. But um, given given the reason why spreads are so popular um, is a lot to do with what I've just talked about. So the Spread Crafters Oracle by Fables Den is uh, a good deck that we're going to look at um, in this podcast. But also, I really loved what they had written in their guidebook about why crafting your own spreads is important. Says so a tarot spread is a creative and practical way to capture a thought process, to explore and delineate a sequence of actions that you can take to approach a problem or an issue, or to map out a journey that you wish to embark on. And I think that really sums it up well. Um, they also ask in here about, you know, you can just look up a spread online or Google it or um, look it up in a book, but creating your own spreads will help you. Um, what you're really doing is active self-reflection and problem solving. So that is definitely one of the benefits, one of the many benefits of creating your own spreads. So why is creating your own spread helpful? Um, 
So they are a great way to engage in your tarot practice creatively. So you can have a lot of fun um, creating spreads. They don't just have to be lines. They don't just have to be, um, you know, three cards drawn out or the Celtic cross. You can have a lot of fun. So for one example, I've created um, a few zines um, where I've had a bit of fun creating some spreads. So for example here, well, I've... Um, you know, some of these shapes are quite common, but for example, like the pentagram. Um, so I looked at that and specifically focused on um, the five clairs when looking at that spread. So that one was kind of fun. Um, I even focused on all the different elements um, within this spread. I have, so the wheel of the year here, I created uh, spreads for every Sabbath. Some of them I would use, you know, specific layouts. Um, so like a wheel of the year, looking at literally a wheel. I also have, you know, Yule looking like kind of like a Yule tree or Christmas tree. And sometimes they're just random. Um, like this Samhain spread here, I just have, you know, cards kind of in a random way, but it's appealing to the eye. Um, so, you know, you can be really creative and kind of have a lot of fun creating your own spreads. You can find the specific answer you're looking for in a specific situation. Creating a spread forces you to examine your issue, uh, your topic, your situation from every possible angle. If you're reading for others, the spreads that you create um, can be a part of the offerings that are unique to you. So you do see this sometimes uh, when looking uh, around or perhaps you've seen this when you've gone to for a reading yourself. If you're a deck creator, you can create spreads specific to your deck's aesthetic. So for example, I created a Unraveled Oracle in 2019 based on most of my uh, fiber arts career. And then I created spreads that have kind of a theme to them, like the sweater spread, um, the spindle spread, that sort of thing. Um, warp and weft like for weaving uh so you know i had a lot of fun kind of doing that as well and you'll see a lot of decks that have these sorts of things involved in their in their guidebooks um i also created or i'm currently working on a deck the caster's sortilage uh which is more about ca uh, charm casting but also using cards in it as well um, for a casting board that i created a couple years ago so i'm currently working on that and i've made up a few spreads for that as well. But uh, spread creation really ignites your sacred space as well. So you're able to use what you have around you. Um, you can pull in different aspects of your practice or things that you work with. So if you work uh, for me as a practicing witch, you know, I work within the wheel of the year. I work within moon phases. If you're someone who um, well, the fiber arts deck, you know, I can create spreads specific to that as well. And you know, what's meaningful to you. So understanding your goal when creating a spread. Um, so it's important to think about not only the question that you want to ask within the spread that you're creating, but the goal of the spread. So you're hoping to come out with a solution of sorts. Um, so what we really want to do is create a storytelling of what the problem might be, 
what aspects we need to look at and how we can come up with a solution to that. So what inquiries, what nature of inquiries will your spread cover? What's its purpose? Um, what respects, um, you know, if the goal is really complex, does it represent a longer term uh, goal, an indirect desire that you have regarding specific questions? Is this goal implied or, un or unspoken? Um, you know, perhaps it could be about what you need to find happiness and peace. Um, you know, what is your purpose? So what is the reason that you are creating this spread? You also want to, um, my notes are out of order here, target the underlying problem. So quite often, um, the root of someone's trouble is not specifically an event or argument, but um, something else that you know, is a little bit deeper. It could be in result to um, past trauma, something else that's going on in their life, a coping mechanism, that sort of thing. You know, does the inner child need to be looked at? An example of this is just this past weekend, I did a reading for a client who was talking about a lot of bad luck that's been following them around. And as we, what I really did in the spread that I created is I had uh, three rows of three cards. And I find three at least is a good number of cards to tell a story rather than one or two cards. So I laid out three rows of three cards. One, what's on the surface. One row is what's under the surface. And then another row of what we're not paying attention to. And what we discovered when doing this simple spread um, was that really the person was having a lot of issues with their landlord and it just seemed because that was something that had been really stressing them out that everything you know just kind of piled on so in that case we were able to work out you know how perhaps they could deal with the issue at hand um, and focus on what is really needed and then know that these bad luck things that are happening to them are really just little things making themselves bigger because of the stress that they were dealing with. So looking at stuff like that, you know, a spread can really bring out that underlying problem in there. So some questions you might be able to ask is, you know, what are my obstacles? What can I change? Um, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? Perhaps what is the biggest challenge um, when trying to work towards this goal. What's blocking me? You know, what is my ultimate goal? You could even, you know, work that out as well. You do want to find a solution, of course, um, when working with spreads. That is what people are really looking for when they come for a reading is a solution to a problem. Um, so tarot is about being able to clarify and understand yourself and take your future in your own hands. So finding the solution, um, you know, gives you a feeling of empowerment. It helps you feel like you now have some guidance um, to go forward. It gives that advice. So you could ask questions like, what can help me overcome, you know, my issue? Where is this leading to? What should I focus on? Where are my learning experiences? Um, you know, what is clouding my judgment, all those sorts of things. And 
I would pull at least one or two cards, especially when finding your solution. And a lot of times your spread is telling that story, working you on that journey to reach that solution and that advice at the end of your spread. So talking about developing positions in your spreads. So keeping in mind that a spread is really telling a story and all stories have parts needed to make it more compelling. So breaking down your spread into three parts is helpful. So the circumstances, the underlying problem, and the solution, which we just went over. So asking a few questions from these parts can really help you develop a story or a narrative from the tarot spread you're designing. And within this spread crafters oracle, um, they do have a lot of these positions um, kind of picked out to help you, you know, a seeker category, a focus area category, lightworking category, so themes of healing, expansion, growth, and empowerment, shadow work, if you want to include that, you know, cards that highlight the ego and moments of disempowerment. So, you know, also looking at not only what's happening that's wrong, but you also do want to focus on what's happening that you're doing that's good. And then there's that call to action category in here. So, um, you know, cards that'll help you set intentions and inspire you to move forward. And um, that empowerment is really what helps people feel like they've had a really great reading. So including these in your spreads is really helpful. So when I created um, positions within some of my spreads here, um, so let's see my moon phases, for example. So here's one for the full moon. And I just had these positions just randomly. Um, but looking at the intentions of a full moon and what is usually worked on during, during that phase, what idea or task should I launch at this time? How, what should I celebrate during this period? How best can I direct this moon's energy? And then the fourth card is wisdom and guidance from the moonlight. And then I have a little activity here about making a wish and sending it out into the universe. Waning moon, for example, again, I have four cards kind of just in random positions as well. What needs reevaluation this week? Where can I use more balance during this phase? What lessons should I reflect on? And how can I use my shadow side for guidance or forgiveness? So I'm incorporating, um, you know, intention of what the waning moon indicates. I'm also looking at, you know, how the moon is, uh, you know, showing darkness and light. And, um, you know, the waning moon is also a time to wind things down. So I use all of those aspects when creating my moon spreads here. Clarifying the circumstances as well. So a big part of painting the picture for tarot reading is developing a landscape or a stage that everything plays out on. Um, so understanding which pieces play a part in our question. Sometimes we have trouble noticing these pieces. So for example, we talked about this, I think, a little bit in the resiliency um, podcast about what do you not have control over? Who is involved? What does the environment look like? Um, where are there opportunities? 
How do others perceive me? Where can I grow? These are sort of things that um, you can use to kind of fill in a bit more of the meat of your tarot spread. Another really cool thing um, is also using spreads and creating spreads to help in your writing. So if you are a writer looking for characters or kind of a plot, um, or you could even write a book um, based on you know, certain situations that come out within your cards. Um, and this is a really creative way as well to use spreads. Um, I have this Citadel deck here and it has a whole bunch of different characters. So the wise one, the enchanter, the scholar, the botanist, the gambler, the smith, the herald, um, you know, all these sorts of things. You can use spreads to create characters, to create plots, to create stories, um, to develop characters. So in character development within your writing is also a really cool way um, that you can, you know, be creative with your spread creation as well. So when designing the layout, once you've pulled a few questions out for each section that you want to include in your spread, um, you can think about the flow of the story now. So what kind of um, what kind of order do you want these cards to appear? You can just have lines if you like and then go through a story kind of like Lenormand. Um, or you can lay things out in certain ways. So for example, in my Wheel of the Year spread, um, when I look at the whole year, I have it as in a wheel shape. Um, in my Elemental Tarot spreads, I use the shapes of the elements specifically to create three card spreads. Um, you know, the pentagram, I created a pentagram shape. So you can use things like that. Um, to design your layout or you can just create really um you know appealing to the eye layouts as well um you know if you're looking for a health spread you could lay it in the form of a, a cross you know for first aid um if you're looking for luck a lot of times people will use like a horseshoe shape um that sort of thing so you know designing your layout you can have fun doing this as well so are there going to be cards that oppose each other? So if you think about, you know, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? You might have those on opposite sides. Um, you know, f sometimes with your head spreads, what am I bridging into the new year? You might have that to one side or the other. What am I leaving behind? You might put that, you know, to the left of your, of your work. What is something unknown? You might have that underneath. So, you know, you can use these sorts of things when designing your spread. Is there significance with card numbers? So that's something important. Are there numerological numerological principles in the spread? Um, you know, sometimes you see spreads that are for 1111 and they're in the shape of 1111. Um, are there cards that are going to be adjacent to each other? Parallel. You don't have to have all your cards, you know, upright. You can have some sideways. You can have some crossing, which we see in the Celtic cross. There's cards that cross, which means, you know, causing challenges. You can look at that sort of thing. So using creativity in your spread pattern um, is a lot of fun. So creating magical shapes, for example. 
So the shape of a spread can set a magical intention. The pattern you form with your cards can also act as a sigil or a symbolic representation of your desired outcome. So for example, square, pre square spreads you could use for stability, security, structure, strength. For circles, it could be spreads concerning cohesiveness, well-being, community, integration, wellness. You might want to use a heart for spreads concerning love, passion, and matters of the heart. Upward pointing pyramids are spreads regarding the higher self, spiritual matters, or enlightenment. And I showed you I'd use some of those in my uh, elemental spreads for air and fire. Downward pointing pyramids uh, spreads regarding the subconscious, hidden motives, base desires, driving forces, that sort of thing. Staircases for moving up or down. Um, I used kind of a spread like that um, for my crochet spread because the crochet stitches are based on height. Um, so you could have spreads concerning, you know, where you want to go, whether you're moving up or down. Um, you can use, let's see, what's another one here? One that I did uh, a bit creatively. So I was looking at um, the principal elements of alchemy and creating a tarot potion. So I used sulfur, mercury, and salt um, and created a three card spread this way. And so diluting the sulfur in the mercury, dissolve the mineral salts in your mixture and the final result will produce the potion. And then I have questions for that. So sulfur relates to the soul, what main ideas can be extracted, Mercury for life force, what passions exist that must remain, and salt for physical body, what is practical and rational. So that's kind of one that I created for fun with just, uh, you know, a very simple downward forcing or downward pointing pyramid. Um, I do have, uh, you know, one in the shape of a sweater. I have... Um, you know, a uh, spread that's in the shape of a spindle, as I had mentioned as well. Um, a crossroads one, you can use images of runes. You can use, um, you know, anything that your mind desires, you could absolutely use. So having creativity um, in this process really helps you come out of your shell and I think will give you that momentum to keep going. And you can even create um, stacks, so you can pull out cards specifically. So in my moon phases spread, I have a triple moon um, spread in here, which is made in Mother Crone, and using uh, illustrative piles to create different things. So pulling three cards um, in relation to each of the three phases of the triple moon, and then looking at how each nine card how the nine cards relate to each other in a grouping. So creating a story, connecting all the cards. So, um, you know, having fun that way as well. So let's give this a try. I have a couple things here for creating a spread that we're just gonna use for fun. Um, I'm gonna get do, do a couple things here. So we're gonna try creating a spread and then doing a reading for it. And then we're also just going to um, do a spread from ones that I've created and, you know, see what comes out. So 
the Spellcrafters Oracle is a really great start for you if you're interested in that. Um, using the expansion decks is also really helpful to give you a bit more depth. And I'll list those in the show notes. But right now I'm going to use this very little teeny tiny deck here. So this is the Spread Creator um, little deck from hollyoddly.com. So I'm just going to give these a little bit of a shuffle. And let's say my goal is to look at this upcoming month. So we're almost entering into spring um, and March. So let's have a look at, you know, the month ahead. That'll be my goal. So I want to look at, say, let's do four parts. So looking at each week in a month. So the beginning of the month and the two weeks in, in the middle and then looking at the end. So I'm going to pull four cards here. So the first one I pulled is how can I make sure my expectations are realistic? So I'm going to focus on that for my first week. Second week, how can I face my fears? Third week, what will be a path to joy? And my fourth week, what are my dreams trying to tell me? So I'm using this spread creator deck to pull out some of my prompts for me. So then what I might do is organize these in a way that creates some meaning. So in a calendar, you know, we do have grids. So grids might be a great idea to use in this case. Um, I do have them organized kind of by week. But let's create a bit more depth with these four prompts here. And when I look at this as a month ahead spread, I do want to be able to integrate all of these things within my month. So I do want to be able to look back um, and see how these things did manifest throughout the month. So I'm just going to create, um, we'll do this kind of layout here. So like I said, I want to keep them in there to know that I, I can separate up the, um, the week. So I do want to keep them on different lines here. So then I'm going to pull cards for this. So how can I make sure my expectations are realistic? I have the tower. So in my first week of this month, I really want to focus on, you know, where I can strengthen, um, you know, my foundation, where I can build up um, that I know is going to be, um, you know, a, a structure that I know isn't going to fall down. So um, what I want to really do in this case is looking at the month ahead. And I know sometimes a tower card can be um, very negative or, you know, in TV, TV and movies, they make you think that it's very negative, but there is a silver lining to the tower card. So in this case, um, you know, it could be a breakthrough idea coming up for me. It could be something that I need to build upon an idea that I've had for a long time that is a really core structure in my work um, that I want to build upon. So how can I make sure my expectations are realistic? Um, know that I have something strong to build up upon. So looking for that breakthrough of something that has stood the test of time. 
In the second week, how can I face my fears? And I have the Four of Cups here. So one thing as a creative is I do feel um, afraid of not being busy. I am afraid a lot of times of not having something to keep my hands busy, my mind busy. Um, you know, I need that inspiration to kind of keep me motivated throughout the week as well. So this card coming up, especially when it talks about facing fears, the positives I want to look at here are four is a very stable number. So, you know, it is okay to take that downtime, especially when the week before I was really focused on building. And I think in this case now, the fear of not being busy will, <laughs> you know, face it. You do need to take some rest. You need to, do need to take some time to relax and um, being okay with that. So week three, what are my dreams trying to tell me? Oh, no, that was wrong. Should be what will be a path to joy. The lovers. So for joy for me here, I think even especially with the, the Tower card and the Four of Cups coming up, um, for me, the lovers really is about balance and duality and making choices and being happy with both aspects of a particular situation. So if I was really um, inspired at the beginning of the month or if I will be really inspired at the beginning of the month of March and then I'm having some downtime, um, you know, finding that I need to have those moments of calm and um, those moments of relaxation to kind of give me that energy to keep moving forward and to know that, you know, just because I had inspiration at one point doesn't mean it's gone, um, that it will come back. And making the choice to be creative, to, um, you know, be creative with my downtime. Perhaps I could be reading a book. Perhaps I could be listening to something, um, you know, and being okay with not always being busy. What are my dreams trying to tell me? Page of Pentacles. So here we have, um, when I look at the Page of Pentacles, I think of the, um, the naturalist. So what are my dreams trying to tell me? I think in this case, it's about setting goals, um, planning ahead, and realizing that things do take time. So those big ideas don't happen overnight. Um, they definitely don't happen over a month. And um, I need to focus on, you know, building something that takes time. And when we reach back to the tower at the beginning here, I did mention about building something on a solid core foundation. So we do see that coming back around here at the end of the month. So I do see a full circle <laughs> um, coming back around here, um, knowing that I have to go through a lot of these motions and emotions. And I know a lot of creative people do, um, you know, having to... To be okay um, knowing that good things do take time and making goals writing stuff down will really help um, because if there are times when I feel like maybe that inspiration won't come back you never know what's gonna hit you especially with the lovers here um, you never know what kind of gifts are being given to you throughout the month that may spark that inspiration or 
give you something else to think about. Perhaps that inspiration disappeared because it just wasn't going in the right direction. And something totally, um, something that you were least expecting helps bring that back to you. So now that I have this spread for my four weeks, I can use it as a reading, of course, as I just did. And I can also use it um, to look for those patterns, look for connections. So we see a six here with balance and harmony. Um, the tower talking about stability and when we have the four of cups coming right after it. We see um, the air element with the lovers. We see the emotion element, element with the cups. Um, the down-to-earth practical rational thinking, you know, especially with the with the pentacles there. So, um, you know, we do see those kind of patterns come out and they do, they will probably very much ring true to what, you know, happens for me in the next month. So that's how you can use a spread deck to create some prompts for you. So I'm just going to put those on the bottom here and let's use um, we just passed in bulk but let's use one of these element spreads here. So moving into spring we are kind of moving into that air element but we are just entering the Pisces season here as well. So let's do the water spread that is within this deck here. So or this zine. So the water spread that I created is three cards in a downward pointing triangle um, to represent that water elemental sigil. And my questions are, how can you better honor your emotions? So I'm going to flip card number one. I have the king of pentacles here. So for me, he is the manager. Card number two, where can you welcome more flow into your life? Here's that card, <laughs> Four of Swords, that card of rest, which I just talked about. I don't, <coughs> being one of my fears. <laughs> and card number three, uh, where might I benefit with a cleansing or a change? And the third card that I've pulled here is the Three of Wands. So it's interesting how the two spreads that I've just kind of gone through and the cards that I flipped all kind of lead to the same answer. Um, and that is one thing that I do really love with tarot. So what I'm seeing here is I can best honor my emotions by being a lot more ra uh, rational and practical in my thinking that I do have success. You know, I do have a lot um you know, going on. I have plans written down. You know, I am being very creative and very active in um, the things that I do. So to know that, you know, these things aren't disappearing from me, they aren't trickling away. Um, you know, even though I may not, like, for example, make a podcast as often as I would like, um, I am still finding the time when I have the time and being okay with that. So I am being very, um, you know, very stoic and very rooted um, when I make plans and write them down and follow goals and get more organized. So when I see that I've written this stuff down, my past self or else my future self will say, thank you, past self, for writing that down. <laughs> 
So where can I welcome more flow into my life? Four of Swords. So finding that rest, that recovery, finding those quiet times, um, you know, knowing that that stuff is important in order to remain productive. Um, I don't need to keep active to be, you know, constantly um, doing something because I need to refill my energy as well. Four of Swords, again, we see that stable number. We had the Four of Cups previous, Four of Swords, um, you know, also relaxing your mental state, um, also relaxing um, the thoughts that might be on overdrive um, when I'm thinking about what next can, or what can I do next. And finally, with the Three of Wands, where might I benefit with a cleansing or a change? So with threes, there are a number of um, activity, social activity, connection, creation, transformation, growth, um, and in a way that is bringing in the fire element. So we have, interesting that we're doing a water spread and we have pentacles, swords, and wands and not a single cup. <laughs> but um, threes are also a number of, after making a choice, actually taking action on it. And action with wands means action <laughs> with that fire element. So looking at, you know, where I might go on from here. So, okay, I've made my plans. I, I've written stuff down. I've got more organized on my goals and where I want to be. I know that I need to welcome more rest in my life and relaxation. And also to know that um, the plans that I have made, I do need to take action on them, but there doesn't need to be a huge rush. We only have the three of wands. It's not like we have the eight of wands showing up here. Um, so knowing that things are happening and things don't have to move fast, they can still move, you know, at a slow and steady pace. So another thing that I have in this spread, just kind of creatively, I say the undines are the elemental beings associated with water. Thank them by spraying perfume near water. So that's a little uh, ritual that you might want to do as well. Um, so I've added little things like that to some of the spreads that I've created. So a couple things that might help you um, with creating your spread. Um, some of this information I got from labyrinthros.com. Uh, I will post that link in the show notes. And this tome, which I've mentioned before, Holistic Tarot by Benabel Wen, um, she has a really great list of, in chapter 16, I believe here, devising tarot spreads um, that you might want to go over as well, which can be really interesting. So she has articulating purpose and object of spread, objective of spread, decide the theor theoretical or philosophical principle. Apply the principle to a tarot spread layout. How to decide the total number of cards and determine the indication of each card's position. Um, so this holistic tarot might be a great book to help you do that as well. Or any book that lists tarot spreads might give you an idea that might spark that inspiration for you as well on creating your own spreads. So I hope you really have fun doing this. Um, you know, there's a myriad of ways on how to do this. There's no right or wrong way. Um, I hope you have a lot of fun 
coming up with your own spreads. You could have themes like a friend of mine made a spread for Bob's Burgers, for example, and different characters and their personalities. Um, you know, you, you could do anything, anything that interests you, you know, have fun creating this, creating your spreads. And I hope you share them online as well. If you do, let me know so that I can give them a, a try as well. Because I'm always, I always love seeing new spreads and trying them out. So if you create your own spread, let me know and uh, I'll share it as well. Thanks for joining me. I hope you found this episode insightful. If you have any questions or comments, you can email me at handsontarot at gmail.com. Visit my website at suzygorlay.com. Or find me on Instagram at Hands on Tarot. Thanks for listening. I'm Susie Gourley, and I see tarot in your future.